Welcome to the EWO. This is feels like this entertainment podcast because we got KP and stuff, Jake. But this yeah. is the wrestling review podcast. Did you watch wrestling this week? No, but I well, I watched a little bit of it, and I just checked out the highlights earlier today. All right, good. Dang, you're literally um slowly fading away from pro wrestling. Yeah, I know. Man, you're become TJ. Don't say that. You're a um. You were a hardcore wrestling fan. Now you're like a um. Softcore. Or however they say. You're, you're a regular wrestling fan. I guess every few weeks, I guess. Yeah. Well. You didn't ever watch NXT. Nope. And normally, I love NXT. Yeah, I thought that would be the only show you do watch. I I, I I thought that too. Um. So. Any next to UK? Nope. I just uh, watched SmackDown. Right. So, when's the last NXT UK um, you've watched, anyways? The last one was Walter won the NXT United Kingdom Championship. That was the last time I watched NXT UK. Wait, who won the um next win? When Walter won the NXT United Kingdom Championship. Dude, that was like three years ago. Yeah, I know. I've watched it in three years. Dang. Then why do you mean? Um, then why do you always act like I'm the biggest NXT UK fan? I'm not, I never said that. You you always say, I don't know. Okay. That's well, you, okay? Well, we... I'm the actual uh, biggest NXT fan. That's fair. Well, we've interviewed um me and Jake. I don't know if you heard. We interviewed an next two UK wrestler yesterday. Oh, you did. Who was it? Um. Uh, well, he wasn't like signed, but he um had a few matches on next UK. It was in the Cruiserweight Classic. He was Tristan Archer. All right, Tristan Archer. All right. <laughs> uh. So. Uh... Yeah, I guess let's start off with Raw. We're going to rate it at the end. I don't know if you're aware of how this goes. We're going to talk about some of the stuff that happened in wrestling this week, each show, Raw, SmackDown, AEW, and NXT, and we're going to rate it at the end. All right. All right. So, uh, on Raw. Okay. We started off with Lashley. Basically, a typical Lashley promo, an MVP. He's the greatest champion ever. Goldberg comes out. You're next. Blah blah blah. Um, Lashley looks. Did you see um Lashley's? Wait, not Lashley. Did you see Goldberg's son? Oh yeah, I did. He has aged crazily. That's just weird like, that Bobby that Goldberg hit with, hit Lashley with did not hit as hard as Puberty hit Gage. He literally hit him harder than that than the spirit lastly got from, from Goldberg. That's good. All right. So he literally turned from um he turned from Gibby to like to a Chad. Yeah. He he, he does look like a Chad. I was gonna say he turned from um he looks like Gibby to Freddy, but I couldn't think of that. Uh. Chad, Chad's better. So, uh, Lashley got up into Goldberg's son's face. And, yeah, uh, then Goldberg speared MVP, and that made Lashley mad. Yeah. So, Lashley. Right. Drew McIntyre defeated Veer and Shanky in a two-on-one handicap match by disqualification. Every week is a disqualification in uh, of these matches. It feels like Jinder attacked them with a steel chair, and uh, so at the end of this whole segment, Drew McIntyre got his sword and scared them all. What was he going to do? Kill them in the middle of live TV? I don't know. Oh. 
Yeah. Well, they ran away. I still don't understand what that sword is for. I, I understood the first time. Um, like it would—it's a cool entrance. Like it would have been a cool entrance, like a one-off thing. But then every week, it just feels weird. Yeah, it felt like good for like a WrestleMania, you know. Like he brings a sword out to the ring. Yeah. Would have been nice and like nice little cool themed entrance that normally wrestlers do during WrestleMania. But yeah. That, but it's happening every week to this kind of just. Prestige goes away. Yeah. So Nia Jax lost to Rhea Ripley. Surprising. Oh, if Nia if Nia Jax won, that would have mm, that would have sucked. But yeah, it was a roll up, and Shayna Baszler and Jax are in an argument, and Shayna Baszler leaves, and Rhea Ripley beats up. <laughs> she beats up Nia Jax. So. I feel like hopefully that they break up that team, you know. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they get. Hopefully one of them or something happens and they both break up as a team and they start to feud, start feuding against each other. I didn't know uh, Rhea, not Rhea, Shayna gets back to doing her, you know, her her, her heel run, the singles heel run, and get goes for the mm-hmm. world title. I love how we hated um we hated like I know you for sure you hated um Shayna Baszler to death back in NXT when she was shooting with Kyrie. Oh, I definitely and did. now we want like we want that Shayna back. It's so exactly. It was so much fun to hate. You know? Exactly. It was fun to hate her, but now I don't hate her. She's boring to watch. Yeah, it's just she's boring to watch now. So, uh, next, T-Bar and Mace defeated Mansoor and Ali. And we did see a lot of Dajakovic in here. Like, he was doing some crazy moves and stuff, so. Good. Hopefully, they get their actual characters back. Hopefully. If them as a tag team with their actual characters could probably, okay, I'm, I might be dramatic here, but they could be one of the greatest, like, Two huge guys who could do athletic stuff, and that's just crazy. Yeah. Um, but after the match, Ali kind of protected Mansoor. He pushed him out of the way, and he got choke slammed. Um, Ali got double choke slammed. It was like, I at first I thought Retribution's about to get back together. I was scared. Ah, but nope. Then Charlotte. Charlotte did one of the most pointless promos ever, talking about Simone Biles and her Olympic stuff, her dropping out, and how she's going, and how Charlotte um, Flair is about to have a mental breakdown, just like Simone. I don't know. I'm sorry, say it again. I so she randomly, it was like she was trying to be hip or something. Like she brung up Simone Biles dropping out of the Olympics. So she said. Then after that, she said. If Nikki Ash keeps doing this stuff, I'm gonna have to drop out or something. I don't know. I don't know where she was going with it. I, I, where where was she supposed to go with that? I do not know. I feel like they just wanted to um bring in real stuff. Uh, if Simone Biles comes to WWE and faces no. oh, Charlotte Flair at SummerSlam, uh, that would be funny. And wins the match. Yeah, she better not. She if WWE actually brings Simone Biles into WWE and just to lose to Charlotte and like release her, that that would be a problem. Yeah. But I don't even know. I don't even want to. Okay, so Nikki Ash attacked her from behind with a steel chair. What a hill move! Could this be a hill turn? Nikki, uh, she's she's like the hugest baby fish. I don't know. Imagine um a superhero hill. Hey, that that would be pretty cool. You could do that because she could be like a super like a super like she could be like have good intentions but doing the wrong things. Exactly the whole Kurt Angle stuff. Like yeah, she could. Um, it's so easy to book a superhero now in WWE because now she can turn into a super villain. Oh yeah. Ah uh, yeah. 
almost a super villain. I don't know. Tamina defeated um, Piper Niven. Right. With a Samoan drop. And a, oh my gosh. Alexa Bliss appeared on a Titan Tron and started laughing. So me and Jake made a bet. If by SummerSlam, um, Alexa Bliss, nothing like nothing comes out of this Alexa Bliss going crazy thing, then WWE wasted the whole gimmick and releasing Bray Wyatt was stupid. So I'm pretty. He he admitted that it's going nowhere and her gimmick's really bad. This what do you really think cool. about Alexa Bliss right now? I mean, at first. It seemed like it was going in a good direction until she turned on the feed, and I felt like that's when it kind of started to go downhill. You know, like it was, it was, it started to go in a different direction. Then it it started to go down. You know, exactly. And and I feel like it would, it felt like they could have probably recovered from that, but they didn't. If they had opportunities to bring the feed back. I have to take back the gimmick. Yeah. But the, or like take back control or something. I don't know. It I made something. up a, um, a thing that should have happened that didn't happen. We were talking about Hell in a Cell predictions. <laughs> I said the Fiend should come back um, during one of Alexa's match, hit a, manab- uh, hit a manable claw on Alexa Bliss, which takes back the powers. Alexa Bliss goes back to her old self. And he yeah. goes back to being the craziest dude in WWE. Yeah. Perfect. It, it completely like, oh, now nobody's safe, male or female. Exactly. Just how... How do you end... Like, when Bray Wyatt uh, was released, like, I kind of give up on everything Alexa Bliss is doing right now. Yeah. Because then it just feels like... And then and it, it kind of sucks because people were... Uh, people were targeting her. Yeah, and blaming her for the reason that that Bray got 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 released because they're saying, "Oh, she stole his gimmick." It says she stole his gimmick. They had no use for him, so they released him. But I don't, I don't believe that. Yeah, it's not like she stole his gimmick or anything. She said yeah, she well, they're close. Like, continue. Dumb creative decision to me. Like Alexa. Okay, so I'm not sure. You don't watch Impact. You don't know anything about Impact. I'm sure. Um, but. Chelsea Green has this gimmick where she's supposed to be this beautiful girl, but she's crazy, psycho, her makeup's all runny and stuff, and she's a psychopath. If they would have just did that with Alexa Bliss, then it would have been... That actually would have been really good. Exactly. It would have been way better than adding her to The Fiend and making her sister Abigail, which makes no sense. They have no origin. How is Alexa Bliss sister Abigail? That would make, like, what... Alexa Bliss older than Bray Wyatt? Uh, that's weird. Thinking, ah, uh, that's just weird. But uh, they could have made anybody else this happy. They also, they also had a perfect opportunity to have the Fiend versus Demon Valor. Did you know? They 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 missed that perfect opportunity because now Finn is back now. See, I could just make that match, you know. Have Finn, have have Bray Wyatt get his get his thing back, get his uh his gimmick back, get the feed back. Then have him feud with Finn Balor. Instead of having Finn Balor feud with Baron Corbin and somewhat John Cena and Roman Reigns, we should have had his first feud be with the be with the, be with uh the feed and Bray Wyatt. I agree. It's just I feel like a year ago, back no, um, 2019 SummerSlam when the Fiend kind of debuted against Bray, um, against a weak Finn Balor who wore underwear, looking attire. It he should have, he should have had this. Um, that should have been Demon Balor versus the Fiend because exactly. then it would have made sense if like everyone thought, oh, the Fiend killed Demon, the Demon, and that's why he went to NXT, and. Completely, like, he hasn't been the demon in three years, about. So, then when the demon does return, it's a crazy thing. Like, oh, my gosh, the demon isn't dead. Yeah, like, oh, God, the demon is back. And then, like, we see these two towers of demonic people just go at it once again. Exactly. Long-term storytelling. 
Exactly. That's what WWE lacks. Yeah. And that's what AEW kind of drives it, but that's what also they lack it because AEW, they kind of stretch it out too far. What? <laughs> the um, What was it? The Hangman and Kenny? Was that like three-year storytelling? And it's like they yeah. started... Um, I, I applaud AEW for... Um, they have... Um, basically, WWE had a storyline where... Um, you know the Woken Matt Hardy stuff? Yeah. So someone kidnapped Hurricane... And they never played off that. They never um, finished the story because Hardy was later released. So three years later, um, AEW continues it and says that, what was his name? Um, Gangarel kidnapped the Hurricane. So oh. they finished a storyline that WWE started. That's, That's a kind of smart. Exactly. What so like every single time the hurricane returned, it makes no sense. Like, aren't you supposed to get kidnapped? Exactly. But yeah. Anyway, um, we had a man. I do not feel like we know this. Damian Priest defeated John Morrison, and uh, Sheamus attacked Priest for some reason. He has his thing back on his face. Um. Or but like, uh, uh, that. Classic mask. Yeah, I don't. Didn't he wear that for when uh? Did huh? like Jeff Hardy break his nose or something? When he started to wear that mask, I forgot. I can't remember. His mask. Okay, wasn't that uh? Then he started wearing that mask around the time he feuded with Jeff Hardy. But didn't Jeff Hardy break his nose or something? Um, uh, no. So he wore the mask with Monsoor. Um, not Monsoor, my bad. It was Humberto Carrillo. He... Right. Yeah, and he broke his nose in real life. And last week, he didn't have the mask. So what you would think is he would normally not have the mask. But I thought maybe WWE could play off the mask as being like, a weapon like him headbutting people, which he did with Humberto in his match. He headbutted him, and then he broad kicked him, which the mask is like still or something. So, I guess that's what they're going with now. Maybe, who knows? But it's a tag team match: Damian Priest and Ricochet defeating John Morrison and Sheamus. <laughs> okay. Hey, at least Ricochet is being used. Yeah, he's back. He, he wasn't there last week, but he's back, I believe. So, okay. Also, Bobby Lashley um, responds to Goldberg's challenge. And, yeah, they're fighting at SummerSlam. So, no main event matches at SummerSlam. Cena versus Roman and Lashley versus Goldberg. Neither had to earn an opportunity. So, the whole money in the bank thing was kind of pointless. Pretty much. Well, No. Because I feel like if they could have at least separa- uh, separated it a little bit. Yeah. So it wouldn't seem like we're earning, we're in a six-man, um, eight-man match getting this contract to finally get a chance. Then the next night someone comes out and says, I'm next for your title. Yeah, that's kind of what John Cena did. Yeah, and Goldberg. And it's funny because it happened to the, well... Yeah, it happened in, happened in uh, like two weeks. Week. The same two weeks, yeah. That's not good. But I'm fine. kind of cheated out of the contract. No. Yeah. I don't understand why they can't make Goldberg fight. On a, like, Because why would lastly... I feel like MVP should have said, no, you're not next. And then he should have gave him a few wrestlers to wrestle, have a few three-minute matches, and then... It could have made sense, but no. Yeah, this is the this is the, the WWE we're talking about here. They don't do that. They, they don't do that. Yeah, um, I got that idea from. But yeah, almost defeated Riddle, and he looked dominant. Like, oh my gosh, almost killed Riddle in this match. Riddle got like no offense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. Um, the least 
imports. Oh my gosh, I don't think anyone really cares about the storyline. But Eva Marie and uh, Piper Niven beat up Alexa Bliss at her playhouse. Whatever. That so. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot about this match. Keith Lee defeated Karrion Cross. They're still doing that thing with Karrion Cross. Yeah, he got a win last week. Now, fifty-fifteen booking. If they, if they're trying to get Karrion Cross versus, um, he, uh, Keith Lee at SummerSlam, I understand that, but a little storytelling would help a lot. Yeah, that would help. Uh, all right. So. Uh, Oh gosh, um, Reggie defeated Akira Tozawa. Uh Reggie, I saw a few uh, highlights from that match. I must say, that was a good match. Especially <laughs> Reggie. Funny how that might have been the most entertaining thing on the show. Honestly, yeah. Um, he is just Incredible. Reggie. He fixed the title twenty four seven. Yeah, true. But. I kind of wish he changed his finisher, though. It, it is kind of weird, and it's probably going to end with a botch one day. One day. Um, <laughs> it honestly is kind of a dumb finisher, but it does look good. Um, yeah. I'm sure there's uh, many other finishers that would look better, but it's uh, it's like... How, how much does Reginald even weigh? Let me check for a second. Um... Reginald weighs 200. Wait, no way. Oh, okay. I thought it said 200. I don't know. I'll say Reginald, for the sake of it, I say Reginald weighs about. Until you really isn't that painful when. If you're uh, uh, like a 220 and. You get elbow drops by like two hundred fifty pounders every week, but anyways, the main event of Nikki Ash defeated Charlotte in a no holds barred match. All right. So, uh, now okay, well, that's it. That's wrong. So, what would you rate it off based off what you've seen? I think I would rate it. It's the most mid show I've seen. Yeah. Something. I would rate it. Uh, six. Uh, six and a half out of ten. Yeah, I agree. Almost had it. Yeah, it had its moments, but okay, okay. So NXT, I'm sure you've probably seen more highlights of this out of anything. Actually, no, I haven't. So, what do you see the most highlights of? Just um. What you call it? Just Raw and SmackDown, really. Wow. Okay. Hit Road defeated. I, wanted, I just wanted to really see if the guy if got any better, really. Because I, I know NXT is good. But I just want to see if Raw got any better. So I didn't mainly, I just watch, sometimes I'll watch just a highlight to see if anything changed. Oh, my gosh. NXT, um, Raw was doing so good for about three weeks. And then it went back to what Raw was like before fans came back. <laughs> I said it is like it always has good moments but it's like they purposely put a few bad moments in there yeah but Hit Row defeated Legado del Fantasma by disqualification Santos Escobar hit Dalla with a stoker okay I love this feud and uh, I'm assuming they're saving this for TakeOver 36 all right. Okay. Okay, so William Regal said he has security. 
after all the stuff that um all the things that Regal has done, like all the security that has just got beaten up or whatever, why does he still why doesn't he get real security? I don't get it. I don't know. He's just gonna get beat up. But maybe that's a point. Yeah, I guess. Rich Holland defeated Aiki Nanjiro. And, uh, yeah. You seen any of Jiro yet? Say again? Um, Aiki Manjaro. Aiki Manjaro? Uh, I haven't seen seen much of him. He's a wrestler who, yeah, he hasn't been really much, but he's on 205 Live, and he's made a few NXT appearances. He is basically a wrestler who wrestles in a jacket, and... It's his whole fun gimmick. He's like a top. He's not a top baby face, but the fans love him. He's a huge baby face in NXT, as opposed we're going to be. But yeah. So he wrestles in a jacket. He wrestles in a jacket, and well, it's um basically, I guess, entrance gear. And yes, on surface, that you might think he probably is limited in the ring because of that, but the dude does backflips and front flips, sentons, and everything in that. So I don't know how he keeps it on. Not bad. Yeah, it's crazy. Got like, like a whole, whole like thing, you know? Like you're playing on 2K and you forget to um, take off the characters um, in ring gear or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he has a great theme song. You got to check that out. Um, Japanese wrestler. But um, okay, so there is, um, I'm, I love how they're bringing back the um, trio between Ridge Holland um, Ridge Holland, Pete Dunne, and Oni Lorgan. Yeah. So, yeah, should be cool. Okay. Roderick Strong defeated Poppy Fish. Oh, sad. Unfortunately, that was Bobby Fish's last match in WWE. Yeah. Since he, uh, here since Bobby Fish and a few other wrestlers got, uh, released. Yeah, I guess since we're doing NXT, I was going to wait to the end of the show, but we might as well say them all. Um,. So, the wrestlers released. I'm gonna just say the people that you have seen on TV because there's a bunch of there's a bunch of wrestlers who you probably don't know who's either been one offs or um, performance center. But dang, they really released half their performance center. Um, you know how they have a performance center um, showcase thing every year, like a bunch of wrestlers um, in their performance center gear. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Like, half of them are gone now. It's sad. That's sad, man. But That's bad, actually. It really is. Ari Sterling, Jake Atlas, Kona Reeves, uh, Asher Hill, and uh, Bronson Reed, Tyler Russ, Leon Ruff, Mercedes Martinez, Bobby Fish, have all been released by WWE. Yeah, man. This absolutely sucks, and hopefully they do good. I love how five five minutes after this was announced, um, Bronson Reed went on his Instagram and Twitter and said, and said, I've just been released. Then he tagged AEW Impact Ring of Honor and everyone. Uh, yeah. Well, hopefully, wherever he goes, he you know he he grows. You know, he does much better. He doesn't than, than in WWE. Hopefully, he really did look like the next big thing too. That's the thing yeah. that sucks because they were hyping him up so much. WWE doesn't have any big men on the main roster. Really don't. But yeah, so it's kind of you know this man's whole stick. You know, he likes. Pause. Big men. Mm-hmm. Big, sweaty men. <laughs> uh, he likes men with a lot of meat. 
better thing. But hopefully each of them find their way and it really does suck. They said they're going to re, re, um, do the whole brand, going to have a whole reconstruction, younger talent, whatever. And I don't know what that means. I really, really hope NXT is not going to die and it's not going to just be actual a performance center because I do not want that. We've been for about the last 15, okay, not 15, it was about the last 11 years. Each year, more and more people are into NXT, more and more fans. It became an actual brand. I hope it doesn't turn back into that performance center thing that not many people care about. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. With where it was, it was, it was, uh, it was taped, and it was just like, uh, it was just taped. It was a uh, only on WWE Network that you could watch it. It had as much prestige as main event at the time. Yeah, but I mean, NXT has never been bad, but it, it was just unprestigious at one point. Sad. Okay, so up, oh, I have scrolled way too far down. So next, we got we got um, a um, Grizzled Young Veterans defeating Cameron Grimes and LA Knight. And I really did think that Cameron Grimes and LA Knight would finally be a tag team, like Money INC or something. I don't know. But they're not. And apparently, uh, Ted W's... Ted... Um, he walked to the ring to tell Grimes that he knew Knight wouldn't be there for him and that he needs to get out of that situation he's in. We're probably going to get a rematch at 36. Safe enough to be a good card. And, uh, yeah. Okay. Okay, so, uh, basically, Kai says without Gonzalez, without Raquel, basically, I guess, um, she said Raquel is nothing without her. And, yeah, we had a segment with her. Trey Baxter defeated Joe Gracie. And, yeah, I did not see this match, but a 450 chest stomp? Jeez. <laughs> then we got a segment between Shirai and Zoe Stark. They were at a Chinese restaurant, I believe. Was it Chinese or um, Jap? It was a Japan. Was it? I think it was a Japanese restaurant. And uh, Shirai ordered a bunch of food, so so we start decided to order a bunch of food to get like respect or something. I don't know. Huh. Then um, Shirai left. Zoe Stark with the bill. Damn. Yeah. That's cold. They're tag team champions too. So they're trying to get close or whatever. And yeah. Then Karrion Cross showed up. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Karrion Cross showed up, announced table, and tells Samoa Joe that he can't control NXT. And then asked Joe, who provoked who? Joe shows up with a bunch of security guards surrounding him, but he beat up the security guards on the way to the ring. Has Cross flees. Oh my gosh, Cross never flees. What the heck? But yeah. He traps one of the security guards in the Kita Clutch. Okay. So we're about to get to my one of my favorite parts of the show. Prime Target, which is like a mini documentary. Right. WWE. Like, NXT UK is not this thing for uh, for UK fans or anything. I, I'm. I know you haven't watched NXT UK for a while, but have you seen Dragonall versus Walter? Uh, literally, yeah. Okay. So Dragonall versus Walter, it's being hyped up to be the craziest match ever. Hold up. All right. Can you mute yourself up here? Well, as I continue, um, they had a prime target video package to hype up Dragonoff versus Walter for the NXT UK Championship at TakeOver 36. 
in this match, which would be the rematch, and Dragunov had many promos where he was got pretty emotional during it. I feel like this is the time Dragunov is going to beat Walter to... Uh, ah, okay. He said be right back, y'all. He said be right back. I'm going to um quickly uh, pause this podcast so I'm just not speaking to myself. All right, we're back. Um, all right, so... Yeah, Dragon Off and uh, Walter. This is their rematch in NXT UK Championship. Takeover thirty six. They um, they said basically, Drew McIntyre himself said this is probably the greatest match he's ever seen. Makes sense. Um, Sheamus said it was amazing. There was someone else. I know Shawn Michaels and Triple H were hyping it up. I feel like there's someone else I'm missing out. But uh, probably someone else I'm missing out. But they're basically, I think Chip Wade said himself, this is the most intense feud in the last decade or brutal feud in the last decade or of all time and stuff like that. Like they're literally hyping this up to be like the hugest thing in NXT history. And that's amazing. So, who are you pulling for in this match, Walter or Dragunov? I'm going to say... I'm going to say Dragunov. I feel like Dragunov is the only believable person... Well, not believable, but... Yeah, the only believable person who can beat Walter. Yeah. Crazy wrestling. Walter's dude. been champion for so long. I feel like Dragunov would be the... Be that one person that, would, that can't actually beat him. Yep. I do believe so, too. Mm. So, next, next, Johnny Gargano defeated Dexter Loomis, and uh, this was the love for Leifer match. Basically, if Gargano won, Indy Hartwell and Dexter Loomis cannot do their thing, you know, like flirt and date or whatever, and she gets rid of him. Uh. If they, if Dexter won, they could do their thing. So after the match, Indy Hartwell jumped on um, Dexter Loomis and made out with him for about two minutes. Yeah, I saw that. So the match was pointless, basically. Yeah. So what would you rate this episode in NXT? I think, I like, uh, it's the best episode it was on Spot. Um, that was on Sci-Fi, but. I would give it nine and a quarter. Let me, uh, like a 8.5. That's fair. And a half. Yeah. Okay. Back to, uh, Back to um AW AW okay Chris Jericho versus Juventus Guerrero I was hyped for this because he was huge in WCW huge luchador Chris Jericho won he performed a Judas effect from the top rope it looked amazing and insane okay so. Darby Allen, John Moxley, and Eddie Kingston defeated Danny Garcia and 2.0 after Allen hit Garcia with the coffin drop. Which, if I'm. If I'm. um Okay. I believe this Danny Garcia. Yeah, it was Ever Rise and Danny Garcia, basically, versus Darby Allen, John Moxley, and Eddie Kingston. So, pretty cool thing. Um, so people are going in on this stuff with 
hold on. People are going in on this elite promo because it um showcased a lot of stuff. So yeah. for starters, the some of the Easter eggs of the stuff they're wearing, it was so random. Kenny Omega was wearing a Cookie Monster shirt. And people said, Cookie Monster, CM, CM Punk. Maybe they're looking too much into that one. That's the... Uh... Gallows. This probably is the most um, understandable one. Uh, Gallows was wearing a Ric Flair robe, which Ric Flair just got released. So that makes a little sense. Possible. Anderson. Um, Carl Anderson wore a Bollywood Boys shirt. And... Uh, the Young Bucks were wearing Hawaiian shirts. And who else had a Hawaiian shirt? Bray Wyatt. Maybe they're looking too much into this. Yeah, probably. Because that last one could just be... Because he doesn't really wear Hawaiian shirts anymore. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he used to, but not not recently. Yep. Unless they're like, doing like, uh, like a gimmick change or just transferring over the gimmick to edit to AEW. Yeah, maybe, but I'd say the most believable one probably here is definitely the the Ric Flair one. Yeah. Like, you really can't um, you really can't do more of a Easter egg than that one. It's literally he's wearing the exact attire. That's like if we saw next week Roman Reigns wearing a Kenny Omega shirt. Yeah. But Next, we got. Oh, by the way, Chris Jericho is facing Warlow, and his fourth stable as the referee is MJF next week. Ooh. All right, I'm loving that elite. By the way, Christian Cage defeated the Blade. Um, oh, Christian Cage defeated the Blade with a spear. Ooh, that's strange. Seeing, I mean, Christian's won a few matches with the spear, of course. Uh, after Edge's retirement and stuff early, but yeah. still strange. See, it's like I don't know, but Doctor Britt Baker and uh, later there's a um a number one contender match for the it was like okay it was for the NWA Women's Championship match. And uh, it was the legit Layla Hirsch, which is 411, defeated the Bunny. And I am loving Layla Hirsch. I love her theme song. So she's going against someone. And I don't know. It just looks so funny because, yes, it's high heels and stuff. But the other girl looks like three feet higher than her. Uh, Anyways, Myro defeated Lee Johnson to retain his TNT championship. Made him pass out with the game over. And we continued the feud between Omega and... Uh, Omega and... Uh, Hangman. But... Um, Frankie Kazarian comes out. And it's basically Kenny Omega and Frankie Kazarian trying to beat up the whole elite. Obviously, they get beaten up. So, Yeah. Yeah. We're having this. Okay. Next. Okay. I believe we're at the main event. Of course, there's other stuff, but you can search the rest. These are the main things. Malachi Black defeated Cody Rhodes. This match was very short. Uh, It was even a little bit. We saw a few submissions by Malachi. So, Cody went to the top rope. He got pushed off through a table. He yeah. barely made it to the 10 count. And he got back up and black mass. One, two, three. So, yeah. All right. But after this match, he had a promo. Cody had a heartfelt promo. Like, I'm about to retire. He wasn't. I actually thought he was kind of going to retire. And a, some people didn't like it and thought he's a mid-carder, but... Just not the case. That's not the case. So, 
Cody, I, I, I don't know. I just can't see anybody who he's improved so much in the last five years, like more than yeah. anybody. I hear what people try to say. Oh, they try to carry it over since oh he was a mid carter in one company or like say since he came from WWE he in WWE he says he was a mid carter. Say oh he will always be a mid carter. That's that's not how that, that's not how that works. Exactly. Just because you're a mid carter in one company doesn't mean you'll be the same in the next. Companies will yeah. treat try and treat you differently. They'll treat you even better. because some companies exceed your talent and will exploit it. And use it and make you a champion. The dude, um, Cody Rhodes, like he has a whole he he has some of the best promos. He's like a top baby face, amazing wrestler in ring. He's uh, amazing all around. And what he? How is he a main of? I don't understand. He's not even really. He could go for. He's not even going for the AEW championship, the title, main title. He's not. And Even though he could if he wanted to, but he doesn't. He, yeah, he could. He he made himself put in a match where he could never face for the title or something, I believe. Yeah. And he's and people still say that he takes opportunities for anyone. How many people has he put over, honestly? He put over a lot of people. Um Brody Lee, Malachi Black, Darby Allen. Just MJF. Yeah. And why are people going to say that, oh, they were already big stars to begin with? Like, no, not really. Even if they were just starting out, he put them over because they beat somebody who had experience working a crowd this big. Seeing Brody Lee completely demolish Cody Rhodes is something like it brung. Brody Lee from a mid card at the time to feeling like a top top tier main adventure that he really always could have been if given the chance, which he was by Cody. Yeah, Cody, he's a very selfless person. Like it's not like he, but anyways. He said a thing where it seemed like he was going to retire. He's probably not. Go Big Ho- um, The Go Big Show or whatever, season two. So that's probably why he got um, he got beat up by Malachi Black to end the show. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, what would you rate this episode? I really love this episode in many ways because I've uh, seen from your words and uh, the highlights that you have presented to me, you seem like a pretty good show. I give it nine and a quarter, just like before. Yeah, I agree. So, oh my god, that it did. Last show, SmackDown. Okay, Sasha Banks. Okay, I I don't I will never understand because I was not watching the show live. <laughs> Apparently, Sasha versus. Sasha versus um, Bianca is confirmed for SummerSlam, and Zelina Vega randomly got shot at the women's championship tonight for some reason. But then, then they like say that she couldn't go for a title shot or whatever, and they said that they just want to see if she can beat her or not. I don't know. I don't even know. But also, they- also confused about that. <laughs> So Jay Uso defeated uh, Mysterio. He hit the Mysterio with the Uso splash. Yeah. And uh... okay, so Nakamura apparently is feuding with Apollo. I feel like that's going to be the match at SummerSlam. I think. Um, I see him. Uh, I don't think Apollo's going to retain. He's up. I feel like this his title reign hasn't been as enjoyable as it should be. 
Yeah. Just an amazing wrestler with awesome character. Yeah, because he had the, the I feel like at first it had he had potential to be a good champion, but then they kind of just didn't take go up on an opportunity. Yeah, he hasn't had any. It's just been disqualification roll up every single week. Yeah. So, anyways, King Nakamura defeated Apollo Cruz by disqualification after Commander Aziz pulled Nakamura off of. Cruz while he was pinning him. Aziz, uh, Aziz went after Nakamura, but Nakamura got the upper hand by Aziz. So everyone's happy. Hopefully, okay, so the problem with Nakamura, but besides his NXT title reign, he's never had a good title reign. He's had a tag team reign with, he's had a few tag, uh, with, was he with Rusev? A title? A, a tag championship? I don't know. I know he was tag champion with Cesaro, and they were a decent tag team. It was just every single time he's champion, they always make it like an afterthought. He needs to have a title reign where maybe he can defend it every week. I don't know. Maybe. But Shotzi, Shotzi shot Tamina with her tank. Which resulted in Tegan Knox rolling her up for the win. Um, wouldn't that be DQ or something? She shot her way tank. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Um. Okay, so if. If Selena won this match, she gets a women's championship. She gets um a right. uh, yeah. She faces the winner between Belair versus Sasha. So Maybe. wait, but didn't she make a challenge to face the champion for the title? I believe she did. Yeah, I guess but like um, Sonya and the other dude and the other dude said that she cut it. Yeah, even the point of champion accepting the challenge. What are we doing here, anyways? Like, can we head out have number one contender matches anymore? I, I don't know. Okay, well, so they, had... they're changing they changing rules and they're trying to make WWE different. Sound different. Yeah, Edge and Seth had a um, promo battle. Where Edge said that he's a he's Edge Light, Seth Rollins is Edge Light or something like that. That pissed yeah. off Seth Rollins. And yeah, SummerSlam, Rollins versus Edge. Can't wait. Dream match. Hopefully it's good. Well, just think about it. Um Goldberg, John Cena, and Edge on the same show. <laughs> Three big superstars on one show. Three of the past generation fighting the new generation. Yeah, you could put it. They could book it as that, too. Like, it's so many. Gosh, it's just crazy to think about because, like, I don't know. It's just wild and mind-blowing to think about. Yeah. Like, but yeah, anyways. Backstage, Kayla, um, Kayla Braxton said Finn Balor is going. He has a bone to pick with um John Cena, but he's gonna go for. He's gonna beat up. He's gonna beat basically Baron Corbin tonight. Yeah, and also one thing before we continue, I didn't realize. I did not know Finn Balor was five eleven. You didn't? How how tall you I, was? I thought he was at least five eight. He's five eleven. He's five eleven. I mean, I thought. Um, I thought he'd be shorter than that. Cause I saw, when I saw him say this to Kayla, I was like, "How how are you taller than her? Aren't you like the same height <laughs> or near the same height?" Kayla Braxton, how tall is she? Cause I guess like guys like you know, uh, John Cena, Randy Orton, uh, Paul Heyman. That makes sense that she's, you know, she's a little bit shorter. 
you know, Biggie animation says she says she's shorter than them. Kayla Braxton's four eleven. Huh? <laughs> Kayla Braxton's four eleven. She's four eleven. Why? Why is there? Why is every single like women um interview? Right? Why are they so short? I don't get it. <laughs> but Finn Balor. Yeah, the women wrestlers are like, like a lot of the women wrestlers are like really tall. The girl's six feet. Yeah. Damn. So, yeah. Okay. So, uh, okay. Street Profits defeated the Dirty Dogs, and nobody really was paying attention to this match because all the releases. Yeah, sadly. Yeah. Um. By the way, they did, uh they released Desmond Troy, which a lot of people don't know him, but he's like he's not an Olympic athlete or anything, but he had like an Olympian type style. He was in the tournament. I thought he would have been a perfect adjustment to uh, the Alpha Academy, which I do not know where Alpha Academy was this week. Oh no. Huh. <sighs> sad. No more Alpha Academy. Maybe they got released too, but secretly. Man. Uh, you never know. Yeah, the release just came out of nowhere. Bianca Belair defeated Zelina Vega. After... Makes sense. Yeah. So Zelina Vega has not won a match since her return. Yeah. I mean, yeah, she did get some offense in the match, but she didn't really get a lot. How long was the match about? Uh, I don't, I don't really know. I just saw the, I just saw the highlights, so it didn't really show the full length of the match. Uh, I say about maybe like a, maybe two, three minutes, maybe less. I know it was maybe like two minute, like a two minute match, maybe. Because even with the highlights, it didn't feel that long of a match. Ah, okay. So. Okay, so. Finn Balor defeated Baron Corbin. After this, we got Finn Balor uh, calling out Roman and saying he deserves it. And the old Balor would have accepted this, but. This Finn isn't smiling, and he wants Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. He says if he has to go to John Cena through it, um, kind of making Finn Balor look strong. I love it because the Usos beat him up, but he got the upper hand of the Usos. And then yeah. Roman Reigns got involved, and then then they have the triple team. Yeah, on uh, on on Finn. So it kind of makes it look like, ooh, but then no one's going to against him. He can't really hold, hold up very well. But he did. But he also, that just proved that he can be somewhat of a, he is starting to become a threat to Roman Reigns. The fact that even Roman Reigns had to step in to take out from Balor. That does show that Finn Balor can be deemed a threat. 100%. I so far, do you think they're doing good with the Finn Balor character, the Prince? I feel like they kind of are. Yeah, I think they are. They're, they're giving him the push he needs, you know. But they're not just instantly giving a title shot like they did before. They're giving him that build up that I was expecting. I was because when I when he came back, I said, you know what? Instead of just going do what you did before, go straight for the title shot. Build up his character, you know. Build build it up. But don't beat it up for too long. Like, get, like have him have some moments here and there with Roman Reigns. Have him some moments with, like, you know, with, uh, John Cena, you know, leading up for SummerSlam. And have, like, have a match with John Cena and Roman Reigns. Whoever, and probably Roman Reigns could probably win or whoever. Maybe, maybe John Cena's going to win. Yeah, I feel like if – I feel like Roman Reigns going to win because they're going to do, like, a rematch from, like, who went Finn Balor first. Came to the game to the main roster, 
they kind of do like a rematch of that, but this time it could be for the title. It could be Roman Reigns versus Finn Balor, which I would love to see against. It's the first time before I really didn't like that. I really like that. I've been meaning to see that again. Uh, yeah. So I do. I really do think um people want to see oh the Rock should take the title from Roman. No, he shouldn't. No. Um, I do think Finn Balor probably is the perfect person to take it from. Like, I feel like uh, I'm not trying to compare Bret Hart to Finn Balor at any level, but I do feel like if we kind of had um a story where he had to face um multiple wrestlers and maybe during SummerSlam so he can face Roman and he can have a few yeah. I can like he has his little moments here and there with Roman so like he should have a match with um John Cena at SummerSlam and whoever wins immediately faces Roman Reigns then yeah. Finn Balor could beat Cena because we still got Cena and uh we can still have the Cena versus Roman match, but yeah. And then after, right after Finn Balor beats Cena, um, he gets good offense on Roman, but Roman wins. Then we could have um, a whole Daniel Bryan story, or I don't know. Where I was going with the Bret Hart thing is how he used to wrestle multiple matches at a time and still look amazing in each of them. Yeah. So it would be protecting both. But uh, so at this point, I really don't know which I want more Cena and Roman or Balor and Roman. Well, for SummerSlam wise, it's going to obviously be Cena versus Roman. Yep. But the thing is, who, I, who would win the match? Cause I feel like Roman's going to win, but they may have. John win, or at least have John Cena lose this match, but then fit go for the title at a later date. Or they just may have him go for the Intercontinental Championship. Because he never actually won the title. Right. People say that's stupid. It would be stupid if The Undertaker went for the, got out of retirement to go for the RNC title. If um, Cena did, it wouldn't really be that stupid. Like, Because the one title he hasn't won yet. Exactly, and you could he could make a believable promo. It's the workhorse title, the one title he's never been able to capture, capture, and how all the greats have done it, and he hasn't. And he wants to kind of solidify his legacy. Exactly, slam champion. I feel like that's what he should do, but we have to have a good person to be champion at that time. So. Yeah. In the time being, I feel like Roman versus Cena. Have Roman win. Then Knight of Champions. Balor versus Roman. Make Roman put um a bunch of wrestlers against... Against Balor. Balor. Yeah, and Balor beat each and every one of them. And probably lose against um, and then like maybe he's tired or something, but he still gets good offense on Roman. Have Roman win that match after that I, match? Long yeah, for or whatever next pay-per-view is. Yeah, we can have um long-term storytelling. Keep yeah. the feuds go like keep the feud strong, but keep it like keep it active. Yeah. yeah. Is Kevin Owens is eventually going to go back for Roman. If anyone should beat, I'm I wouldn't be surprised if Kevin Owens takes it from Roman. He still says he's going to come back for it when he can, and he's still keeping this feud alive. I'm not even sure. Maybe, but I don't know. I do feel like Finn should have had one huge feud before he even went for the title. Yeah, but. Yeah, we didn't get it. We should have got Aleister Black and um, him and had that long feud, but now we can't. Malachi is doing better. Yeah. But 
What would you rate SmackDown? I would rate it. Mm, matches were pretty different than what I've seen. Really good storytelling so far. I'd rate eight and, eight and a half. Yeah, eight and a half. I feel like they they have John Cena yet he. Like they have John Cena, you have John Cena at your show, but you don't put him on your show. Dumb. I tell you, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I told you. So we've enjoyed it. The show of the week is AW and NXT Tide. Makes sense. Those were pretty good shows. Actually, very good shows. Very good shows. We'll see you next time. We'll see you when we see you. Yep.